listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Today we're going to be talking about, in the Word, one of the most familiar Psalms in the Bible. In fact, this is one of my favorite chapters, if not the favorite chapter of Psalm, and I'm referring to Psalm 23. In fact, when you look at Psalm 23, wherever you grew up uh, in church, you're probably, you've probably have heard of this Psalm. I normally hear this during funeral services or sometimes even through general prayers, like prayers for provision, prayers for direction. And when you talk about Psalm 23, this is something that speaks to us. Uh, and I'm sure that you'll all agree with me on that. You know, there are a lot of metaphors that God uses uh, to describe himself in the Bible. Uh, some of those metaphors are he's the rock, he's our shield, he is our rampart, he is our tower. He is actually a hiding place. He is a vineyard. He is bread. He is light. And there's a lot more metaphors that describe who God is. And some personal images or human images that the Bible uses also to describe who God is, is He is our father. He is our bridegroom. He is our judge. He is the husband. Uh, and so on and so forth. But when you talk about Psalm 23, the picture that uh, the psalmist has used is God is our shepherd. And what does it mean for God to be our shepherd? And this is exactly what we're going to be looking at today. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open it to the book of Psalm, uh, sorry, chapter 23, and we'll be reading the entire chapter. But today we're just going to be focusing on two verses, the first two verses, and then uh, we're going to have a three-part series of this particular uh, preaching. And so... Allow me to read from Psalm chapter 23, verse 1 to 6, uh, starting from verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much as we uh, talk about this word and as we study it. I pray that you would give us a an inspiration, a better understanding of who you are to us as a shepherd. And I pray, Lord, that you will bring encouragement and peace uh, to the people who are listening even today. I thank you, Lord God, that we will find comfort in knowing that you are our shepherd. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, you know, when you talk about Psalm chapter 23, this is actually the chapter wherein David was describing his relationship with God as his shepherd. In fact, David thinks of the most intimate metaphor that he could have to actually think of, and that is him being a sheep before the shepherd. This is a very personal psalm. In fact, David understands what it is for him to be a shepherd because he was a shepherd boy before he became a king. In fact, he was talking about how he, you know, defended his sheep before the lion and the bear. And so he understands fully what it means for a shepherd to take care of the sheep. And so when you talk about this Psalm 23, this particular Psalm is really the Psalm of a sheep. And it's the relationship or the experience of a particular sheep before the shepherd. In fact, the 
what we will notice in this psalm is this is a very personal psalm. We will not see words as they, them, or us. In fact, what we would see are the words me, my, mine, I, or you. It's a very personal psalm. It describes the relationship with David and his God. In fact, this particular week, we're going to be focusing on two verses. As I mentioned earlier, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. What does it mean for us to enjoy God as our shepherd? First thing about this is God is our shepherd who wants to have a relationship with us. That's why David started off by saying, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. He was talking about the intimacy of his relationship with the God that he serves. And David calls him as Lord. The same word that was used when uh, God appeared with uh, Noah or with Moses in the burning bush. And he was talking about his name. I am who I am. And this talks about his self-sufficiency and timelessness. This is the God who does not eat anything, but that he is a God who amply supplies everything that we need. The Lord does not need anything, but he takes care of everything that you and I need. Then he talks about my shepherd. A shepherd is someone who provides, someone who protects, someone who guides the sheep, someone who actually would take care of the sheep, making sure that the sheep uh, they're not, not one is missing, not one is lost. And I'm pretty sure that God is like that to us. He takes care of us. He guides us. He provides for us. David, as a shepherd boy, knew how it means for him to protect the sheep. And so he was able to relate with how God protects him. And I believe that David is giving a picture of who Jesus is. Even though he was talking about this in the New Testament, he was giving a foreshadowing of who Jesus was, or who Jesus is. And Jesus talks about himself as the good shepherd in John chapter 10, verse 11. He talks about him being the good shepherd and he is willing to lay down his life for his sheep. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, he was talking about the great shepherd. In First Peter, he's talking about the chief shepherd who will give us the, the rewards that is due us. So we see here that Christ is referred to as the shepherd. And, you know, David is now having a clearer picture that when you talk about him relating to his shepherd, we know exactly that he's talking about his relationship with the Lord himself. Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 25 to 28 talks about us, you know, having a relationship with him. That if we are to acknowledge him as a shepherd, that we are first to be a sheep. And in verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch me out of my hand. What a beautiful promise that Jesus gives, that if you believe in him, you actually are his sheep. And you will hear his voice and no one or nothing can snatch you out from his hand. My question for us today is, is Jesus our shepherd? In fact, when you talk about shepherd, you're not just talking about the shepherd that provides for us, but it's more of a shepherd that wants to have an intimate relationship with us. Do you believe in Jesus 
as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you believe in Him as the Good Shepherd? Secondly, God is our shepherd who gives us satisfaction. Yes, we know that Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with us, but it does not end there. He is one also that gives us the ultimate satisfaction. And, you know, David declared this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What does this mean for him to not want anything? You know, there was a story of this young boy who was having a memory verse and reciting his memory verse before a Sunday school class. And when the Sunday school teacher called him, he said, The Lord is my shepherd, and that's all I want. You know, he kind of mixed up all the words, and that sounds funny, but the reality is he actually is right. There is a theological truth to what he was saying. The Lord is my shepherd, and that's all I want. Because if God is our shepherd, then he satisfies us with everything that we need. You know, it's a a very good paraphrase of what David was saying. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's all I want. My question for us today is, is Jesus, is the shepherd, all that we want? What do we want? Let me make a statement here. Sheep left among themselves will lack everything. But if the sheep, if they're with their shepherd, they will have everything that they need. Their needs will be taken care of. You know, in this life, I may not have all I want, but I have everything I need in Christ. My question for us today is, are you completely satisfied with Jesus as your shepherd? You know, in our minds, we would actually say, you know, I'm going to be satisfied and I would feel complete if, maybe if you're single, if I have a husband or I have a wife or if maybe we're praying for a new house or maybe a better car or maybe a nicer job or maybe a better career or maybe a good business. You know, we can think about all these things that we think will actually satisfy us. But the reality is, will these things really satisfy us? You know, this lockdown has made me realize that I just need a few things in life. I appreciate the fact that I'm with my family. I have food to eat. I have a roof above my head. I have shelter. I have friends that I can contact. And that's it. With that, I will be satisfied. And you know what? I know that this particular situation that we're all in would probably help us to think and realize that God indeed has provided everything that we need. And I'm sure that we will find our complete satisfaction in Christ, in Christ alone. The third point I want to make in the last one is God is our shepherd who gives gracious provisions for all of us. And in verse 2, we can see that in Psalm chapter 23. It says here, He makes me lie down in green pasture and He leads me beside still waters. You know, he made a statement he makes. You know, I was wondering what that means. You know, what does it mean for the shepherd to make us lie down in green pasture? Does that mean that the shepherd is actually forcing us to lie down or making us lie down? You know, we used to have a dog named Hershey when uh, Bea was still young. And, uh, you know, that's like their favorite pet. But this dog does not really want to obey me, so I make it obey me. And when I say Hershey, sit. I actually make it sit down. And is that the picture that the shepherd is saying when the Bible says the shepherd is making us lie down uh, before green pastures? I don't think so. I believe that the reason why that shepherd is actually saying he makes us, it means that he actually makes a way for us or he provides for us or he makes it possible for us 
to lie down in green pastures. There's a certain characteristic that sheep have that we need to understand. We're not shepherds, but you know, if you read books or maybe Google it, you know, sheep normally lie down only when they are full and when they are satisfied. They would not be able to sleep and lie down if they are not satisfied. And so the picture of us having this in Psalm chapter 23, that he makes a sheep lie down in green pasture, is that God indeed, as a shepherd, fully satisfies his sheep. You know, many of us probably during this quarantine, we find ourselves eating um, a lot during the day and sometimes even at night. You know, there are times also, and I study at night or maybe read uh, here at the you know, at the sala, I see some of my girls coming down from their room and opening the ref and trying to find something to eat because they said, we want to eat because as long as we are hungry, we couldn't sleep. And somehow that is a picture that God is giving to us that He will make sure that we will be fully satisfied so that we can actually lie down in green pastures. I mean, what's interesting is in Psalm chapter 127, uh, in verse 2, it says, In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. I like that footnote that was uh, written in NIV. It says, For while they sleep, he provides for them. And I believe that God wants to just assure us that he will provide for us. He will take care of our needs. And you don't have to worry about anything. You can actually sleep well tonight, knowing full well that our good shepherd will provide for everything that you need. Amen. And another thing about this is it says he makes them lie down in green pastures. You know, I've been to Israel and all I see there is not really green pastures. It's mostly rocks and sand because of the desert. And what this means is it takes a lot of tremendous toil for a shepherd in order for a sheep to find that green pastures because he actually has to create that environment for them. He has to clear rocks. He has to tear out weeds. He has to, you know, uh, make sure that the soil is fertile. And then he plants the seeds and make sure that that particular spot of land will eventually become a green meadow. And I believe that God is doing that for all of us. And you may actually say, Pastor, you don't understand my situation. I'm not lying down in green pastures right now. I lost my job. I lost my business. Guess what? I believe that this may be the time of God as our shepherd. Maybe he's clearing down, clearing out that piece of land for you. Maybe he's pulling out some of the weeds. Maybe he's planting the seeds for us so that one day he can actually say that he made us lie down in the green pasture that he has prepared for us. So all we need to do is just to put our trust in him because he definitely will take care of us. Jesus, uh, he was talking about himself as the bread and as the water in John chapter 6, verse 35. And he declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. And I believe that Jesus is just telling us that in him we can find ultimate satisfaction and provision for our souls. And that final line that we, we see in, in verse 2 is this. He leads me beside still waters. You know, this gives us a picture. You know, still waters gives us a picture of calmness and quietness. Haven't you noticed that because we're all working at home and we're not stay, now staying at home because of this quarantine, 
you know, I find myself now having a lot more time to still myself, to be having a solitude time, um, you know, quiet times with the Lord is a little bit different nowadays. And I hope that you can actually find yourself as well uh, in those days, uh, in a time of just quieting your soul and receiving from God because He is leading you there. If you will just listen to His voice, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. May we hear the voice of the shepherd quieting our soul uh, in these times of quarantine. In the world today, there's so, so many people who are wandering around. They're lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know the shepherd personally. Broken homes, broken lives, broken dreams, broken fellowships, broken careers, even broken bodies. And they're lost. They're crying out for help. You know, I realize that this is exactly what Jesus was referring to in Matthew chapter 9. When he saw the crowd, the Bible says that he saw the crowd. And they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he had compassion on them. I believe that our heart as sheep uh, and God wants us to also have compassion. The same compassion that Jesus has for them is the same compassion that we need to also have for the people who are lost around us. Our job is to point them to the shepherd. Yes, we're sheep, but I believe that there are a lot of sheep who are wandering or lost and we can actually bring them into the fold and we can say to them, this is our shepherd and he is the only one who can satisfy our soul. He can only, he is the only one who can provide for all our needs. As I close, my main point is this. God is our shepherd. In him, we find satisfaction and provision. Let's find satisfaction in our shepherd. You know, he wants to have a personal relationship with us. He wants to see that in him alone, we can find satisfaction. And he wants us also to acknowledge and realize that he is the only one that can provide for all that we need. You know, as we shift gears today, we're going to be having communion. As I uh, reminded everybody, you probably have received a notice or, you know, you probably saw that announcement on Facebook. Uh, you can just take this time now to get your bread and to get your uh, cup. And we will take this time to remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. You know, yes, we know that Jesus is our good shepherd. The Bible says that he is the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. But we also need to realize that he is that sheep or that lamb. And when John the Baptist said that this is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, he is referring to Jesus not only as the shepherd, but he was that lamb who went to the slaughter so that he can sacrifice his life for us. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7, it says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that is before a shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Only God will provide the lamb that satisfies, you know, our longing, the longing of our souls, the longing of our spirit. My question for us today is, have you received what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross as a sheep when he laid down his life for us? As we partake of communion, let's remember the words of the Apostle Paul. And I'd like to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 26. And he said, For I received from the Lord, but I also delivered to you the, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also he took the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's just take that piece of bread that you're holding right now. And as you break bread with one another in your homes, I just want you to remember what Jesus Christ did for us. Let's just take this bread and uh, maybe take a little bit from it. And let's just pray for this bread right now. Father, thank you so much for this bread. It reminds us of the body of Jesus that was broken for us. And because his body was broken, the power of sin is broken over our lives. We're forever grateful for what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray for the cup. Lord, we thank you for this cup. We thank you that the blood of Jesus was indeed poured for us so that we can be forgiven of our sins. For your word says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. But Lord, we thank you that he willingly went to the cross so that he can give his life. And we thank you also for the promise that as far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed our sins and our transgressions from us. We're forever grateful for the blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's just pray. Father, thank you so much for our time this morning. I thank you, Lord, that even as we have partaken of communion, we remind ourselves of the fact that you care for us. And once again, we acknowledge you as the one who heals our bodies. You're Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals us. We continue to pray for healing upon those who are sick. And even for those who don't know Jesus Christ yet, you may be joining us. Uh, you've been invited and you're new here. And uh, if you have not known Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior or your shepherd, I want to lead you in a, a time of prayer right now. Would you follow along with me these words? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, thank you so much for today. And I know that you've called me to be here today. I acknowledge that I am a sheep and I need a shepherd. I thank you for giving your life on that cross. And I confess that Jesus is Lord and I believe that he is raised from the dead. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me today as a sheep in your sheepfold. I am now a child and I acknowledge you as my father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victorialamang.church.